0: All right, guys, we are back with a, uh, a serious and informative, really good episode, in my opinion. This is Dre Taylor. He is, first of all, Kansas City is lucky to have this guy as part of our community. He is a mentor, and he's helping the inner city out with a good message doing aquaponics. I didn't know what aquaponics was. I've heard of hydroponics. Aquaponics, you use fish. You use fish and rocks to grow vegetables. I didn't know this thing was, I didn't even know. And then you can sell the fish. You can eat the fish. There's bugs. The bugs are eating, uh, the fish are eating the bugs. It's a whole big circle. Whew. This guy, Dre Taylor, is a man of men. This dude's a humble badass is all I got to say. Not a big talker. He just does it. He's really, really smart Probably, he's one of the smartest dudes I've had on the, just people That I've had on the podcast to date by far Really good Message Um, Interesting guy Just a real thought-provoking Interesting guy And I'm gonna put some a, a link in there for the show notes For Nile Valley Aquaponics It's here in Kansas City It's a non-profit that he runs And um. Look, I'm not going to tell you guys how to spend your money. Far be it from for me to do that, but uh, if you happen to have a couple bucks burning a hole in your pocket, hit that link, check out the website, and if you feel compelled to donate, that'd be awesome. Uh, it's an amazing cause, and I think once you guys hear this episode and what, what this guy's all about, I think you, uh, I don't know, hopefully you'll be touched and maybe think about things a little bit differently um yeah without any further ado this is dre taylor you guys episode 46 uh i'm gonna take one more minute here to just say thank you guys for rating and reviewing the podcast i see you and i see it and i thank you it feels good um yeah i don't need to keep asking for it i mean i i will keep asking for it don't worry but i am let you guys off the hook and i'm not gonna ask for it because you guys did a nice little job Anyways, here we go. Episode 46, Dre Taylor. Starting three, two, one. What's up, Dre Taylor? I'm Ryan. Good afternoon. Dre Taylor here. What a beautiful radio voice. <laughs> I heard that a time or two. I bet you have. Right. Right. So I had you on. I found out about you from our friend Kristen Thomas, a.k.a. Sex Coach. Mm -hmm. She was on the podcast, I don't know, six months or seven months ago, something like that. Told me I should talk to you, and I looked into you. I wasn't a client, by the way, so (laughs) get that cleared up.
1: (laughs) I wasn't having any issues or problems uh, before she
0: became a coach. Oh, pre-coach time. Yeah,
1: pre-coach. She,
0: uh, when she was in the minor leagues. Yeah,
1: well, I don't know
0: about that, but <laughs> uh, she was doing
1: some work with a with an uh, energy company, and uh, I received uh, some generators to their company from my project. So that's our relationship.
0: What project? Generators for a project? What project was that? Uh, the nonprofit I have now, Valley Aquaponics. Valley Aquaponics? Uh-huh. On uh, 29th and Wabash. 29th and wabash Mm -hmm. okay kansas city here yeah right middle of the hood i was just gonna say that right in the hood so yeah valley so you must be growing all kinds of weed in there not at all i'm just kidding that's what every probably jumps to that's why i said it yeah people people think i am but i'm not they ask that question at least once a week i had to just for the people i knew what it was right but yeah tell us about the uh tell it can you are you you still do that yeah, I still do it. Uh, started in 2015.
1: Uh, the Hydroponics the or aquaponics? Aquaponics. Hydroponics is growing vegetables in like a nutrient-rich uh, uh, liquid fertilizer. Aquaponics is raising fish to use to fertilize your vegetables. Dude, that's insane. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Impressive. Uh, you're so used
0: to it now. You're like, yeah, well, yep. Yeah, it's pretty neat. But uh, yeah. For someone like who's never really. Heard about, like, I've never really heard about that, really, people using fish to, I guess they fertilize it for you?
1: Yeah, their uh, waste, their poop and pee is actually, like, my soil, and so I raise my plants and no soil in my system.
0: I didn't know fish peed. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean they drink? Uh, I think they uh, do. <laughs> I think they do. I never thought about that. I mean, obviously, they poop. They got that long stringy poop. Yeah. How the heck do you... N- how did you—how does that even start? How do you begin—oh, yeah, like, when did you first time even hear— when did you hear about f- using fish for, like, aquaponics? Or I guess—is that—that's the definition of aquaponics, is kind of using fish? Like yeah, that?
1: using fish and using fish to fertilize your plants.
0: That's probably been around for a long time then. Yeah. Uh, well, it was called uh,
1: Nile Valley Aquaponics, and so they started raising fish and vegetables thousands of years ago, cultivating, You know, uh, you know, B.C. era know they got uh pictures of tilapia on uh, pyramids and things of that nature really and so people always think you know tilapia are man- man-made don't eat tilapia this and that but they've been eating fish for thousands of years it's tilapia you can't just produce a man-made fish <laughs> you know it's like cloning a reproducing a human from nothing And so uh just a lot a of, lot of ignorance lack of information about people not really studying their information on the topics they be talking about so uh I heard it first, maybe back 2010, my uncle was like, hey, you can grow uh, vegetable juice and fish waste, uh, and the vegetables are growing in rocks, and I was like, that was one of the coolest things ever, so right. uh, a couple months later, uh, I was just looking, looking online on YouTube, and uh, a guy named Will Allen was coming to Kansas City at East High School, and uh, he was doing a presentation, so me and my uncle, my grandfather attended a workshop that he had here And uh, we learned how to build a four-foot-by-four-foot aquaponic system at this workshop. Uh, Will Allen's one of Time Magazine's 100 most influential people in the world because he grows a million pounds on less than three acres of land up in Milwaukee. Wow. And so he was like Michelle's Obama's health initiative, doing all the stuff up there with her. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's probably trained more farmers in the world than anybody else, so he probably produced over thousands of farmers, and I'm just one of uh, people that he helped train, and that's my mentor. So I call him up. I was just seen him maybe about three weeks ago in Milwaukee uh, to look at some CBD things up there. But he uh, uh, did the workshop, and we all went home. We built our own little four by four foot aquaponic systems at our house, and I've uh, uh, been doing it since 2011. 2013, I started a mentor program called Males to Men. And so I have about 50 boys now that I mentor every Monday. Uh, they've been working at the city market the past three years. Was called the Veggie Valet. Oh, cool! Uh, out there, and so this will be the first year we're not going to be out there. We're going to be doing some more things in the community. But they were helping people with their groceries and uh, getting tips off their groceries that they would help wag around the city market. Mm-hmm. And so uh, those some of the things we do with our boys. They also have a uh, partnership with the Black Pilot Association. So the, what? Our, the Black Pilot Association. What's that? Uh, and so an association just with Black Pilots. Airplane pilots? Uh-huh. Okay. And so we would uh, uh fly, you know, 30, 40-plus boys and some girls around private planes owned by black pilots around Kansas City. So they would fly over Arrowhead Stadium. Cool. Oh, uh The plaza in downtown. And so just to expose them to as much as possible. We sent a couple of kids to Oshkosh, Wisconsin to actually learn how to fly a plane. Oh, wow. Uh, one of our goals <coughs> is to actually own a plane. That way uh, kids can get their pilot license before they graduate high school and get him into uh, aviation. Um, so that's some of the things we do with our boys. And so I said, I wanna teach my boys about entrepreneurship, giving back to community and growing food. And I said, what better way than aquaponics? Uh, and this is 2013. And so uh, 2014, uh, went to Milwaukee. I seen his setup, I seen his chickens, I seen goats, I seen the fish, I seen the vegetables, I seen the greenhouses he had up there. And I said, I want to do the same thing in Kansas City. So I came to Kansas City, uh, learned how to write grants, I partnered with an organization I'm no longer partner with and, uh, you know, learn how to write grants and start receiving funding. And so me and my boys built a small little four-foot-by-eight-foot aquaponic system in a basement where we was mentoring out of called the Mary Kelly Center. I used to attend that uh, center when it was an elementary called Graceland. I used to live right down the street. And that's where we mentor it out of. And so uh, me and my boys built a small little system in the basement, four foot by eight foot, with a hundred gallon fish tank. And we used to bring funders down to this basement so they could see the fish swimming, they could see the yeah. vegetables growing, you know, and that's how we start receiving funds, by funders seeing what we're trying to accomplish. And that small little system, they were so amused by seeing the fish right. and seeing the vegetables growing in rocks, yeah. where people seen the vision of me building a greenhouse. So I went from a four foot by eight foot table, hundred gallon tank, to, that's uh, almost
0: as big as this table yeah, it was, yeah I mean, it's, it's very
1: similar this is, yeah this is about an eight foot by four foot table uh-huh. and so uh this Whoa. is where our grow bed was and so that's just had rocks in here we had a hundred gallon tank that would probably be on the floor under this table <clears throat> and so uh we went from this to five vacant lots and we cut the city cut down 18 trees for us we repurposed five of those trees and so we have like some walnut slabs and like a top of slabs really and so oh, that's uh, so cool so we show people how to repurpose some things on right. vacant lots that people see vacant lots. They think it as, you know, they see trash, whatever. But uh-huh. sometimes I see opportunity and some yeah. things. And so we have probably about $20,000 worth of walnut slabs on the property just sitting there that we're going to reuse. And one of them is on my desk. We made a desk out of uh, from my office across the street. Oh, wow. so we have a house across the street from the greenhouse that I purchased. And that's where we mentor out up now. And we're trying to put a commercial kitchen in there. Um, So we can do food demonstrations, cooking classes, and things of that nature. So we're Mm going to be our our architectural firm. They came with some good renderings uh, for us to do that house right across the street. So we're trying to do economic development, uh, improve the community, Mm -hmm. and uh, give access to healthy food and uh, uh, just produce food for people in the community. And so uh, we built our greenhouse. It's 30 feet wide, 150 feet long, so 4,500 square feet. We have 35 uh, feet by 100 feet? 150 feet. 150, wow. So 4,500 square feet that's inside of our greenhouse. And uh, we have uh, three fish tanks. Uh, How big is a fish tank? Our fish tanks. so we have two fish tanks that are 6 feet deep, 4 foot wide, 120 feet long. Dude, so that's we have not two a fish <laughs> tank, that's a pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have two 20,000-gallon tanks and have one 10,000-gallon tank. So we got about 25,000 tilapia currently
0: inside of our our fish okay, so it's tilapia, that's the fish that you guys, mm-hmm. is, that's that's the, is that the standard fish for most aquaponics or? Uh, yeah, it's pretty standard for most aquaponics, it's
1: probably the third most consumable fish in the country. You guys eat them then, right too? Uh, yes.
0: Are, do they, so when they're in captivity, are they breeding as well? Like, do uh, they live yeah. in there and yeah, breed? Yeah, they'll,
1: they'll breed in there, they'll breed the most, but most commercial fisheries only, only have male fish because male fish grows twice as fast as female fish, so you don't want to feed a, a fish is twice as much we can grow it. You know, in a little amount of time, because at the end of the day, most people are trying to grow uh, for profit.
0: Are you trying to grow the fish for pro- like? Is that part of the profit? Yeah, that's, Is that's The fish part,
1: too. Yeah, that's part of the profit. The okay. fish, the vegetables, the tours, and uh, we're a nonprofit, so we get a lot of donations and grants uh, to keep us afloat. So we always accepting donations. You go to now Vallejoponics dot com and donate to our program see what we're doing first check us out come visit bring some kids we have 13 goats on a property and so you can feed the goats we probably have close to two thousand people that come to our facility a year so uh we service the community we service the neighbors we have a free community garden outside of our fence. That way, we don't have to worry about security because we're feeding people food mm-hmm. for free. We don't have to worry about breaking in or stealing anything. So we haven't had any issues with break-ins or thefts. On tour at the Wild Bash, which speaks volumes to the community that we pretty much, you know, raised up with our, our our program there.
0: They say there's no honor among thieves, but you would hope that they are kind of like, hey, these people are doing good over here. Let's kind of leave them be
1: yeah you know that's that's pretty much how i've been everybody respects the facility you know mm-hmm. all the neighbors they enjoy you know seeing the kids be involved so there's a lot of kids around the neighborhood that work at the greenhouse so they come there after school mm-hmm. do you have any work for us to do and you know they might get five or ten dollars for doing something at the greenhouse so that goes a long way for kids it's, you know seven yeah. eight nine ten years old it goes you know, a long way for by, me <laughs> right <laughs> some gas money yeah you know? so uh you know we just try to support the community as much as possible it's like our investment plan you invest in kids you know later on in life you know they're going to turn around and do it for somebody else trying to be an example uh set the example so uh i think we're doing a
0: good job where we're at i inc- i don't know man there's I, sometimes i meet these people like you that just have like you obviously have like a heart of gold you just want to help these people out i mean you might not want to admit it but like where does that where does that come from? Did that start from something that just said, hey, I want to mentor people, like, mentor kids, especially, like, like, how, where did that come from?
1: Uh, My family was, I uh, got a, a good, come from a good family, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, where, you know, that was just like the norm of uh, helping kids. Like my grandmother, was, really? both my grandmothers was big on kids and my mom would take in cousins and things of that nature, and so. Uh, just seeing it, living it, you know, experiencing it. So it was something that came natural. You know, I grew up on 51st and Warren, you know, for a small period of my time. And, you know, 51st is notorious for a lot of gang activity, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. After people I grew up with are dead, you know, our best friend's dead. I got a stepbrother that's killed. And so uh, when you see those things and you say, okay, you know, what can I do to prevent? Uh, people from going down that same road You mm-hmm. know, what can I do to, you know Help help out and, and stop it And show them something different than It's just my role, just doing my, my, my role Just doing my part You know, that's all I'm figuring I'm doing Is playing my part I don't see it as something over are just doing something that needs to be done
0: It just, it's, it doesn't get done often enough No, you know You know what I mean And so it's just, it's just special to see when it is being done and like how cool it is. It's like, it's really, it's just, it's, it's inspiring to a lot of people, you know? It's really cool to see people, you know, there's so many people, especially this day and age, just want to bitch about things. Yeah, they just. Of those. You know, but they never, they just, they don't, they want to bitch about a problem, but they want to sit back and bitch about it. They don't actually want to get involved and try and like, uh, what's that old expression? You're either part of the problem or- Part of the solution. Yeah, but so many people don't want to be part of the solution.
1: Yeah, I mean, people are comfortable to have their day to day lives. You know, they go to work, and you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to vent, get on their little phone, and type in whatever <laughs> they want to type in, right. and express their opinions. Like you know, so, everybody have opinions, and they're entitled to theirs. And so, you know, um, that's that. I don't, I don't spend time on those people. I spend my energy on positive things, moving forward. Because anytime I have to stop to address things, I'm slowing my momentum down. So I just keep right. moving forward, doing what I'm doing.
0: So you've been almost doing it six years, I'd say, right? Two thousand 2013? thousand. Two thousand uh What'd you thir- say? I started 13?
1: mentoring in two thousand thirteen. Right. Uh aquaponics two thousand eleven. Okay, yeah. So s- almost six years of mentoring. Yeah. Well I actually started mentoring in two thousand and eight with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Oh,
0: okay. That's how okay.
1: Yeah, so I started with Big Brothers, Big Sisters.
0: Wow, and so what? What have you seen since the aquaponics stuff? I mean, so it's been six years. You probably haven't, maybe you've seen somebody get to like adulthood almost, right? Eighteen? Have you? Did you have any like twelve-year-olds? Like, have you seen some yeah. really big? Like, what are some of the cool impacts you've seen touching these kids? in just, I mean, six years is kind of a long time.
1: Yeah, it's a long time. Uh, we had a couple probably graduate high school and off in college doing, and you know, one's in the Air Force. One. Uh, we didn't know he was that, you know, in tune with with agriculture. He really didn't talk that much, and he's going to school, uh, Northwest Missouri State, uh, learning about agriculture up there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have a few that went to college, and most of our guys are young. They like you know 9, 10, 11, 12. That's mm-hmm. the, the 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 gist of what we have here, and we focus in on boys from nine to seventeen, and so uh, we. We're doing the best we can with them. You know, the mm-hmm. impacts we have is, is, is uh, we try to expose them to as much as possible. It's like plant as many seeds. Right. Some seeds are going to grow faster than others. And some parable, you, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. some some you don't know are going to grow at all. Mm-hmm. It's just you just try to plant as many seeds in your head as possible. And hopefully that, you know, we can uh, have some sprout out and I don't have to keep doing this thing I'm doing that they're going to take over. So that's the goal which is to train them up where, you know, they can take over my position at the greenhouse, take over my position, yeah. mentoring. You know, I'm not trying to do this the rest of my life, you know, uh, sign of a good teacher is when a student surpasses a teacher. Yeah. And so I'm trying to, you know, teach as much as possible. So uh, they can continue to blossom and spread it and, and
0: get other people underneath them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- was the beginning of, so when you first started your four by eight, grow, table, grow table, <laughs> grow, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah, grow table, yeah. What was your, fir- what was your guys' initiative to like, why did you want to do that? Just because it was cool and you wanted vegetables to eat for, for yourselves or were you want, did you have a mind of selling it later? Like what was, why did you start? What was the, uh, just that a hobby? Was,
1: no, it was uh, to teach boys how to be self-sufficient and grow food, you know, in a small space uh, with ideas of getting our own greenhouse. And so we started with that table. So uh, that was a boy's first time using like hand tools, using the tape measure. Oh, it was just.
0: Oh, so you guys, I, you're you started it just for with the idea of helping kids out and like showing people a different way.
1: Yeah, okay. it's a different way of gardening. Most people yeah. are different are, are accustomed to putting things in soil and growing it that way. That's right, they're yeah. not uh, accustomed to growing things indoor mm-hmm. under T five lights unless you're growing like some uh, cannabis or something. but right. uh, some others, but uh, yeah, just showing people a different way to grow food that's sustainable. That uh, it's uh, pretty self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. It uh, reduces your carbon footprint because aquaponics uses ninety percent less water than traditional farming because the water just circulates through the system, and so uh, it, it all those different things. Uh, and growing indoors, and that's all we were just trying to show the boys is how to build a system, how to use, uh, tape measure, how to use, uh, handsaw or a drill things of that nature. Right. So things that. Uh, if a man was at home, they would teach your son how to do. And so we focus in on some of those skills that are lost when you have single mothers where right. uh, once you grow up and you finally get a girlfriend and she's asking you to patch this hole in a wall and you have no idea how to patch a hole. That's me. How to, <laughs> how, me. to how to change a tire, <laughs> you know, how to check the fluids, what's the difference between the transmission fluid and oil fluid. So we try to teach our boys, you know, these standard things that... When the times are come, man, these things you should be knowing how to do. So not every man know how to do I'm not but, a man. You know. So not a to, man. There goes I, my man card right now. You uh, just
0: took it from me. How
1: to tie tie. You know, just those separate things. <laughs> right. You know, so. That's what YouTube's for this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, you can get on YouTube and learn everything you want to learn. And so mm-hmm. uh, I grew up with a grandfather, and he had <coughs> – a whole, one of my grandfathers, he had a whole bunch of books, and so everything he wanted to do, he would buy a book before the Internet mm-hmm. and, uh, like, call him OG, the original Google, you <laughs> know, because he knew everything. And so he didn't believe in paying people to do things, so he would have all these books around from cars to encyclopedias and uh, dictionary, and so he would learn how to do this stuff, and, he, you know, uh, he would just do it, you know. And so uh, – you know, I was always a fan of when the Internet thing came, get on YouTube and learn from there. So a lot of aquaponics aquaponic stuff I learned from YouTube and just watching videos. And I haven't owned the TV in about seven years. I'm usually reading and learning. And so I don't spend my time much on, uh, on TV. So I'm always doing something, uh, staying
0: busy. I've been having I've been having a real struggle lately with that, um, with my TV upstairs. I don't I haven't watched TV. I've been not necessarily a cord cutter because i've obviously still got cords going to the internet and shit Mm -hmm. but i haven't had internet in like 12 13 years something like or not internet tv in like 12 or 13 years but i still have my xbox and i've just been lately finding myself on it too much right and i'm thinking about just giving it to my ex-wife so when the kids are over there they can have it yeah i've just yeah it's becoming an issue
1: yeah, I can see that uh-huh.
0: uh, They're addicting, it's like a drug, it really is Yeah, you know, everybody have their, uh, you know, their thing they, they go to mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, I'm really trying to work on get that and just start reading more Because I do still, I love reading books mm-hmm. And I just keep telling, like, I was yelling at myself last night Like, why are you being so s- lazy, playing this game You got a book over here you just bought you want to go <laughs> read Like, why aren't you doing that? Right Is OG still around?
1: Yeah, he's still around. He come around to the greenhouse every now and again and we sit and talk about a whole bunch of different variety of things.
0: Does he what does he think about Google? The real Google and YouTube. <laughs> uh I don't think he gets
1: on there. He have a computer, but I don't think he gets on that stuff.
0: Really? Yeah. He'd still rather read?
1: Yeah, he'd rather read. He's, he's he's moving slower than he used to move, so
0: Yeah. Yeah. My grandpa's the same way. He's I mean, he's got a million books, but he w- he was more of like a Shakespeare and playwriter. He wasn't trying to read how to fix an engine. Right. But I mean, that's the great thing about people and books. I mean, whatever just whatever you like, that's what you can just gravitate towards. Um, so now, like I said, but bef- when you came in before you turned these on, you're like a man of many hats. You got so many irons in the fire, it seems, based yeah, on Yeah, pretty much. So you got this cannabis thing you kind of mentioned. You're trying to, are you in, like, what's, can you explain your cannabis? Uh, i don't know what are you trying yeah. to do with uh m- missouri is it missouri cannabis you're trying because we just f- folks that don't know that aren't here in missouri we just passed it we just voted and it passed medical medicinal mm-hmm. i don't know Amendment much more. i don't know much more than that
1: right yeah and so uh, uh before the cannabis, i also have a co-op a food co-op so i got like 200 fruit trees in Swope park
0: what's and, that wait uh, what's a what's a food co-op
1: uh trees so, in Swole Park. what's going yeah, on here we got like 200 fruit trees in 12 park that we planted uh so one day i posted something online about what you should do with like uh some vacant lots all of a sudden it went viral i don't know if it went viral it was like thousand likes and uh 900 shares and so all of a sudden Kansas City viral yeah and so i was all of a sudden uh you know in charge of a damn food co-op you know by posting some online and so i had a, a meeting Two weeks later from that post and like over 200 people showed up. So I was like, wow. damn, you know, this is crazy. P- these people are concerned about their food insecurity and, and this and that. And so uh, we had another meeting and then like, damn, we got to plant these damn fruit trees now. <laughs> and so uh, we planted like, you know, different varieties of apple, pear, peach in Swope Park. We have like 300 foot rows of blackberries, raspberries and fig trees. So Ooh. this is our second year there. And so uh, we're kinda, at we're at in Swole uh, park. right behind a dog park off Gregory. Yeah. And so uh, that's where our our, it's fenced in. We have some deer fencing around it. And so uh, we have uh, goals on planting the other side. We have about three acres with the city there, another three acres on the other side. Want to do some tropical greenhouses, growing tropical fruit, so like some uh, bananas, apples—not apples, but
0: oranges, papayas, and things like that. So grapefruit yeah i lived in arizona for a little bit and that was like one of the coolest things there's all the grapefruit trees around mm-hmm. you just wake up for breakfast go out grab yourself a grapefruit yeah can't be something fresh fresh and free right it's just everywhere yeah are you guys selling so what does that mean? what does it grow up means i mean you guys are growing that out there and selling it or do you give it so like it's, a co-
1: it's a co-op so it's a means for us to be able to create income from the fruit that we we grow there so okay we got another two years for our fruit to start really growing off those trees and so mm-hmm. we'll make our own wine from uh oh yeah some from the fruit we grow and so uh just a way to to be an economic uh empowerment as well as you know as climate change is happening you need to start growing your own food and so uh kansas city have more access to you know like a handgun than you do some organic fruit Mm -hmm. you know and so uh, i just think
0: almost cheaper too (laughs) yeah cheaper
1: plus (laughs) you know um in 20 years we'll do close to a million pounds of fruit from that orchard and so being able to produce that amount of fruit in kansas city to be distributed to to the mm-hmm. urban core which lacks you know healthy food options i think it just you know uh something needs to be done and so it's, it's yeah. that everybody should be planting a damn fruit tree somewhere so
0: right about that then those will be actual like huh that's really cool uh, can people go check that out whenever they want to or is that yes yeah, right there behind a the dog park When people get like you can have just guests come walk it and check it
1: out well it's fenced in and we have a section like a community section that's not fenced in so can you go donate the there is, uh, you got a donate box or something no nah, i wouldn't put a donate box out there. oh wait there, yeah it's full so, park yeah <laughs> somebody have to have their way with it right but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we have 20 trees outside of our fence that we planted, so mm-hmm. that'll be free for anybody to just want to come up and, and pick some fruit off of that tree, you know, and uh, if the deer, between the people and the deer, whoever gets to it first. And so. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to hunt deer out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to like that. No, they do. They With have the, the bows, uh,
0: crossbows or something, I think you use. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, a crossbow or a regular bow. I have yeah. a regular bow. Every year they have uh, a, it's, it's a lottery you mm-hmm. put your name in a hat, basically, to see if you can hunt Swope Park. Right. And they pick, I don't know, 12 or 15 people. I don't know what the number mm-hmm. is, but it's not a huge number. But not a ton of people enter the lottery. I've entered it ah, three or four years in a row. I, I can't believe I've been picked yet. <laughs> I think this is the year. Yeah. And, it's, and I want to hunt right in that area. There's a spot that's right in that area that you can hunt. Yeah. They visit the park. They
1: can't get over our fence. Well, they probably could if they wanted to. I think it's like an eight foot tall fence. I think yeah, Darius can it. get up there. They could. Yeah, if they really wanted to. Yeah, but they don't probably need yeah. to so much. Yeah. Other stuff Forge out, there. out there, so mm-hmm. it's not a need.
0: Uh, yeah. So let's go with the cannabis.
1: Yeah. Uh. So the cannabis. You know, people have been asking me. You know, since I started this whole former thing, what do you think about cannabis? I'm like, I never smoked weed before. I
0: figured that's where everybody would have, would have thought. Like, you yeah. must be growing the aquaponics for.
1: Yeah, you know, you have some nosy police that then came in a couple of times thinking uh. they, they want to see, you know, what I'm doing. And like, if they they couldn't even spot if it was in front of the face. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have said that. But uh, no, I know what you mean. I've, <laughs>
0: I, we've all met cops. Yeah, yeah
1: you know, and so, uh, yeah, just because I'm in a growing field, they just assumed that I'm growing marijuana. And so, you know, we'd have. Uh, Senators come down. I would have state reps come down. they would ask my opinion on, you know, uh, cannabis before it actually passed. And so once it passed, I really wasn't interested until after it passed. And then once it passed, I took it more serious. Okay, now this thing done passed. You know, what is my role and what can I do in this this space? Mm -hmm. And so you know, upon looking at research and I've been looking at for a while, yeah, some some ways it's not as much as people think. Uh, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of work that goes into it, you know, not just growing it, but compliancies, making sure that you're doing everything that state regulates, that state's requiring you to do. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, we are about security, transportation, uh, you know, insects, pest management uh having the funds to do it and operational. Oh, yeah. So it's a lot of there stuff. There is a goes. lot more into it Yeah, because, it's not yeah. just growing You don't have growing. all that other all that yeah. other baggage with tomatoes. Yeah. If you was just right. growing in a basement or something like that, then yeah. Right. You know, besides looking over your shoulder, but uh it's a lot more to it than people think. Mm-hmm. But even looking into, you know, the cannabis industry, like less than five percent of the people in the industry are of uh black descent. So uh looking at that. less than five percent in the less than five percent. And so, uh, wow! I you know just raised that that question like, okay, how can the people who've been you know uh, disfranchised and been you know targeted for the so-called war on drugs? Oh, you know when, over the last yeah. thirty years. And uh, you know how can we participate in this? And just you can use the same energy, just a fraction of the energy that you had to target you know black people in general uh, for these drugs, even though they're brought in and purpose and. Uh, what was it? Nixon's secretary said that was the main goal. They couldn't say, uh, you know, war on black people, so they had it described as war on drugs. Mm-hmm. And that was from Nixon's administration, uh, thirty years ago, and it just continued to cycle uh, for the last, you know, still going. And so uh, now that it's free, it's gotten worse. Yeah, now, yeah, I don't know if it's worse, but it's still there. I do But know. Uh, you know, now that it's legal, and you have all these people making money, and you see how people sit in jail. But mm-hmm. the same thing they said it was wrong, and now all of a sudden it's right. Right, you know, so it just don't make sense. So they have cities that's taking initials where they're expunging uh, records, previous records. But how do you make up for that lost time? And so if you can put that same energy, or just a fraction of that energy, that you had towards criminalizing these people, towards making some kind of access or some kind of equity program for minorities to get into something that you mm-hmm. created in the first place. Uh, I think that should just be the only only, only right thing. But a lot of people say, well, it's a free market. You should be able to do this. You should be able to do that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, this market has been targeted and, you know, been stepped on for 30 years. And now that it's free, market is not actually a free market. You know, Cause you can't do this because you have a felony, X, Y, and Z. Now this is big upfront cost to get into this industry mm-hmm. when, you know, you don't use, you know, billions of dollars criminalizing black people for, you know, possession and most of drugs and and uh, illegal substances are in the suburbs, but they never had that same energy to right. focus out there towards the inner city.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's the truth. So, what would be? What do you want to see put in place for that uh, kind of help out? Like, what? Like, do you see any kind of? I don't know. What well, roll laws up. or any initiatives or anything that needs to. Uh, Like, what what, do you have a solution to help help other than I mean, obviously, you're doing the solution by actually using your hands and getting these kids and and teaching them. And eventually they'll be able to get to that point. Right. But like for like it just got legalized here in Missouri just yesterday, basically. Mm -hmm. So, like, what are you what is your ideas or or what do you so a solution or an idea for for, to make that happen? Get Uh, more black people involved.
1: uh, Solution ideas, creating. Uh, Social equity programs So they have social equity programs In like Maryland, Oakland Which is real progressive uh, And California and other places in California Besides Oakland to do programs Where it's teaching people how to grow uh, You know the licenses in certain areas should be set aside for those who live in an area who's been targeted Ooh, by the drug i like that system idea and so, there you go i like uh, that that's that that's those are ways that you can combat you know things you can't rewrite the wrongs because you have a lot of families disrupted over the drug drug war so called drug war so you can't rewrite the wrongs but you can start making things right today and just setting out programs and things like that because people don't understand how deep uh, things went with the drugs as far as a lot of people make money off you know, I write grants and so a lot of people make money off writing grants So what's wrong with black boys uh, how do we profit from these all these non-profits make money off of black boys you know and the system of uh, the drugs and the fallout of it and so there was a ways for a lot of people to make money and benefit off the in, incarceration of black people
0: and so uh, privatized, know, prisons. privatized prisons I that mean, was so the biggest That's yeah that's one of the biggest <laughs> things that, that pissed me off yeah, people want to talk about how great Reagan is. He's the one that privatized the prisons in the first place. And yeah, Reagan. I, that's fucked everything, really. Yeah, and I it's mean, st- uh,
1: it's like, you know, the the you know, when you look at a a black kid, you don't understand how much he's actually worth to the system. And so anywhere from the uh school to school to prison pipeline so anywhere from the adhd drugs that they give the kids from a teacher that can say hey he needs this and she's no damn doctor so how can she you know suggest this kid needs this this drug Mm -hmm. and so from the drug manufacturers who make the drugs to you know the criminalization of the kids for getting caught with maybe illegal substances where you know you're more likely to do a longer sentence and get a lighter, uh, heavier fine than the counterpart of, uh, you know, a young white male who uh, has more access to capital or just because of his skin color, uh, get off of whatever a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. compared to us going to jail for five years for something that, you know, just don't make no sense. And so you have the lawyer, you have the prosecutor. You have the judge. You have the clerk. Everybody benefiting from black kids in the system. And it's like something that just has to keep on going on and on and on. And, you know, all these plea deals they're forcing the kids to take because they have no lawyer, can't afford it. And so, I mean, this is a big system where people just benefit off the uh, criminalization of, uh, you know, young black males and, you know, how can you rewrite these wrongs that we know, looking at the numbers, that, you know, if you stop, you know, two cars, one's black, one's white, you have more likely, uh, it's more likely that the white driver will have possession of illegal substance than a black driver. And so, and then you're six times more likely to get pulled over if you're black, you know. So, you got all these numbers that says this is this, but it continues to happen over and over and over again, so... How do you how do you stop that? So those are some things we teach our boys. Just you know, <coughs> these are the statistics. These are what you're up against. These are the hurdles you have to jump over. These are the the pitfalls that you have to go through. You know, where don't get caught up in the system. Whatever you do, because it's, the system is 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 made for you to get caught up in to stay inside of the system. So these are some yeah. Like once that. you
0: get once you get in, it's hard so hard to get, to get it out.
1: out. Yep. So those are some of the things we try to teach our boys.
0: Do a lot of them listen?
1: Yeah, for the most part. You know, they are all young, and so sometimes you don't think they're listening, but they go home and tell their mothers everything. They say, right. hey, they learn X, month." They're like, shit, I didn't think he was listening. He <laughs> looked like he was half asleep." Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they listen, you know, and we pound it in our head. We try not to preach to them. You know, nobody want to hear that stuff, you know, all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it sticks, sometimes it don't. And so, you know, you just have to make an impression on them.
0: I mean, that's the right kind of – that. Is that – that's that's kind of that age where you want to get them before kind of the street gets them, right? Yeah. Like, they, right in that age, isn't that kind of like that age where, all right, I'm starting to get puberty now. My homeworks are going. Yeah, you, I, you know, start like,
1: feeling yourself. You know, girls will start looking at track. Yeah. And all these different yeah. things. You have your peer group. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, you try to get them They have impressionable minds, So that's mm-hmm. why I like to work with kids because their mind is wide open. They're still they're learning. Not. They're willing to learn. Adults, you know, they're where they're at. You know, they're stuck. I don't waste my time on them because they're doing their own thing. So I have no time to, you know, deal with a lot of people. Uh, but I'm in on kids because, like I said, their minds are an impressionable, and this is a good time to start, you know, getting them on the right path and changing the trajectory and where they should be going in, in the future.
0: I believe the children are the future. <laughs> <laughs> Is that
1: Randy Watson coming to America?
0: <laughs> yeah. How old are you? Uh thirty eight. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm thirty nine. Yeah, time flies. We're having fun. Yeah. You've been having fun? Is Have this fun? Little... It seems stressful.
1: No, not stressful. At all. I don't. I mean, st- for a
0: guy like me, like you're just, I don't. I, you seem so busy. Like that seems stressful to me. Like doing all these different things.
1: No, I don't. I don't get stressed. I live my life. I take things how they come. I, I'm. I'm thankful. That I wake up in the morning every day. Right. A lot of people don't wake up. You know, I'm above ground. I'm not below it. So, uh, I'm thankful just to be alive and breathing. Like I said, a lot of people didn't make it to this age, you know. And so, uh, I'm happy might not look it but i'm happy to be alive and i'm breathing walking talking i have no complaints in, in the world you know i have ability to you know make money i can get from point a to b i have roof over my head i got food i can grow my own shit so <laughs> uh what do i have to complain about man you know you look at your life compared to other people's in the, in the rest of the world man you like i have no reason to complain oh we're
0: in the uh i think we're in the one percent
1: yeah well somewhere close to that i mean uh but world
0: you know if you, if you look at the world
1: yeah if you look at the world we're, we're
0: like in the top one percent
1: yeah you look at the world and you know sometimes we think that uh our the blessings that we receive is actually nightmares to others and so uh sometimes we're thankful for some things and not understanding you know how things were obtained. so if like you look at your cell phone like oh i got this cell phone and people are happy i got this new iphone Eight or whatever mm-hmm. the hell they're on now, but you know all the things that come from like the cotan that you know kids are dying in Congo from making these smartphones and all these different things. That's so, funny, so yeah. So it's like you know uh, we got this new car, you know even though I got an SUV, I'm driving this SUV, polluting the planet and shit like that. You know people are dying, you know from our over usage of different things, and so right. uh, I try to cut back and be mindful. And sometimes on some of the things I do, from planting plants, being local. Reducing my carbon footprint, uh, I breed insects to feed to my fish because it takes one pound of uh, feed to feed your fish. And so, how they make this fish meal to feed your fish, they take, you know, fish out the ocean to feed other fish, which it makes sense, or so it's unsustainable to do so. <laughs> right. And so, uh, I'm looking at sustainable ways to do things. So. Uh, we breed insects to feed to our fish called black soldier fly larva. So it's uh, basically maggots, uh, 40% protein, 30% fat, has an antibiotic in them that the medical industry uses for certain illnesses. So they squeeze what's called the lipids out of these insects and it helps diseases and uh, illnesses out of people. And so uh, that's where we're feeding our fish. And so I went to Guangzhou, China to learn how to breed these things on a commercial level. And so they was doing like twenty ten. You went to China to learn all that? Yeah, Guangzhou, China. Wow. so they was doing like 20 tons of insects a day there what's it like being a black guy in china uh you know <laughs> they look you know what i mean uh it was different unique you know and uh do they
0: treat you good or are they kind of racist well, over there i heard
1: everybody everybody's pretty minding their own business you know really? it was okay. kind of like it was kind of like uh Guangzhou was probably like 18 million people or something like that fifteen Whoa. million people in one and city so, yeah so it was like a big city like new york city Ooh. and uh, people were just on the go. It was like a busy city. Okay. You know, and so, uh, everybody was on the go, and, you know, you cut in an alley, and it's like one of those old movies you see where people are, have the markets, and they have the clothes hanging up, and they're living in between the big buildings, and so. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a crazy setup. It was a unique experience. Uh, they treated me good. I had some good hosts there who, uh, took me out, you know, every day, and we just learned about these insects at the university. I can't even think of the university that I went to, but.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it was a good time there. Why did you, like, how did you, how do you find yourself in China? Like, how did uh, that happen? Someone hit you up, said, hey, want to come learn about some bugs in China? Uh,
1: well, I was I was growing them in that, that basement I had. Okay. And, uh, you know, I said, man, let me get these bugs. I ordered them, and sure, they was all over the damn place at the school. And they was like, what the hell are you doing? With all these damn bugs <laughs> they're flying around. <laughs> it, was, it was lucky I was in the basement of the school, so yeah. it really didn't bother nobody. But right. they was like, what the hell is going on down here? Right. And I just didn't know the effect that I have with these bugs. And so, you know, I started looking into it more. I was like, man, I need to get, I need to learn more about them. So. It's on YouTube, and I seen a company on YouTube that was doing it, and happened to be this this uh, uh, company out in China. So flew out there to China and, and learned how to learn how to, what they were doing with them, to the breed them, and uh, how to utilize them. So,
0: and you just with just by yourself, or did you bring a partner? Uh, my my
1: partner, uh, we went down there. Uh, had a scheduling conflict, so he left before I got there, and so he got there a couple of days, and then I got there right after him, and so. Uh, we missed each other, but we was both down there just not the same time.
0: How did you? So when they're teaching you, like, how long were you there? A Week? Uh, I was there for about four or five days, just learning the whole time. And are you yeah, taking notes? Are you taking video? Or are you just so smart you remembered it? Like, how does that work? How <laughs> yeah, do you took, even remember it took, how to it took, do all that? I took some pictures and videos. Yeah, and
1: were, and I was familiar with it already. I just wanted to see the setup and what they were doing different and all so those different. Things. Traveled
0: so. the other side of the world just to go to the. That's yeah, crazy. It's, it's
1: no, just, that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, wow. You know, it's kind of like the future of a lot of different things. is insects, uh, cause really. Like I said, nobody
0: thinks about insects.
1: No, I mean, you know, with the rising population, well, two billion people on this earth eat insects. You know, and so uh, yeah. when you think of that, you're like, okay, okay, we need to start figuring out more ways to be sustainable. And insects are one of those ways where you have insect protein. You never, nobody ever thought about some chocolate covered crickets before. You know, now mm-hmm. they're selling those at Whole Foods and other places, and no. now they're going to get into other insects that you can possibly eat as an alternative source to protein. And so these insects can eat, like, two pounds per square feet of waste, whatever the waste may be. Mm-hmm. And so food waste. So if you have 40% of the food that goes into a landfill that creates greenhouse gases and causes global warming, how do you reduce that? So you can feed that waste to insects, they can eat that, and you can take the insects and feed to other animals, so you're reducing your carbon footprint on the planet. And so uh, you're reducing global warming, uh, you know, on different levels. And so this is just one way to do it. These insects that you know I breed. You're big uh, global warming guy. Uh, it's sustain- sustainability when you look at uh, farming and farming uh, in general. And so you see the different, uh, like Missouri just got hit bad with the farmers, and uh, they can't grow any crops this year. And uh, when you look at where our food comes from, you see how, how important global warming is, paying, is playing in these, uh, these different forms of where our food comes from. Like 2015, uh, my great-grandmother, she was a sharecropper in Jackson, Mississippi. She moved from Jackson at age 16 to California to St. Louis in the 50s, from the 50s to L.A. And that's where she lived the rest of her life. And so uh, when I was first uh, growing my food and started uh, getting into the aquaponics, Uh, Getting a greenhouse going in 2015 I was telling about my project I said you need to come down to the greenhouse And see what we're doing here And she said I don't think I'm going to make it I'm like you know that's crazy Because just the year beforehand We was in Vegas at like 3 o'clock in the morning Gambling me and my great grandmother And she was like 95 at that time you know huh. what I mean? Wow, so, gambling! Yeah, gambling. Still hanging out, man. What's your she, game? Bingo? Uh, nah, she was a casino. She was not the. He was at the uh the slots. Not they yeah, had the slot machine. Ah, she played ah, the slot machine. I wanted
0: you to say craps
1: no, so bad. I want to uh, see old granny out there. No, Come on, she wasn't. She wasn't riding <laughs> on seven. Uh, but uh, she was still driving, doing cruises, and everything she right. wanted to do. But in 2015, that was the first year she didn't garden in almost 90 years. And so it was like a drought crisis in California. I remember that. They didn't want you to water the garden or the grass or anything like that. Unless so it was a
0: golf course or a Kardashian.
1: Yeah. And so uh, she didn't She didn't grow anything. And so that when everything came full circle. And when she passed uh, that year, we went to her house. I got to eat a tomato that was still hanging on. It was kind of sentimental. Right, right. And then uh, uh, her neighbor got up and said we caught a former brown. And what she didn't eat, she gave it to people in the community. So that's like, you know. Uh, what I'm doing—it's like the legacy she left for me. But uh, you start looking at things differently because most of our fruit and vegetables come from California, and so if they have a drought there and there's water uh droughts and, and uh global warming uh, with different varieties of weather that's taking effect, then you have to wonder what's going to happen to your food supply if it's in California. Uh-huh. How's it going to affect you here in the Midwest? And so that's when we need to start thinking about growing our own food, reducing our carbon footprint from more from California all the way to here. Mm-hmm. Because it has to get on the truck, they have, to, they have to harvest, it gets on the truck, has to go to like a warehouse and then distribute to a, to a uh, grocery store and then from grocery store to you. And then you know, the preservatives and whatever sprays they sprayed right. it with, you know, all those different things. And so uh, uh, there's so many different levels of layers that you have to look at. But uh, I tend to look at those different things and what I'm doing. So how to be sustainable. But yeah I don't, know, I don't know where i got back lost on that cannabis thing from there
0: but it doesn't yeah i don't know either that's yeah we can get back on there
1: yeah so uh cannabis yeah. is trying to trying to get more people involved in the cannabis so reaching out so uh lately i've been you know traveling a lot of places i've been in colorado a couple of times i've been to uh, canada toronto uh, oh, they've got they had it straight to, up
0: legalized everywhere up there now.
1: Yeah, I went there last year. It was the largest aquaponic cannabis facility in Canada. And so I uh, toured their facility uh-huh. see what they're doing with the aqua. Because they were growing it in aquaponics. And so we used using fish to raise our aquaponics, to right. do their cannabis. So uh, I wanted to see how they were doing it up there. So I came back, learned, uh, and been, got back from Oregon last week. And so, uh, said Colorado a couple times. Went to Coach Chilling uh, in California, Palm Springs. And so I went to Tyson's Ranch. Uh, oh, that's right! I forgot about there. that. So Tyson's that's open now. No, no, okay. he had a, he had a party, uh, out there, and I did like interview with his daughter. She kind of looked like Mike Tyson too, really, just yeah. without the face tattoo. Yeah, with the face tattoo and <laughs> a little wig, you know. And so uh, they had a a raffle where you can smoke with Mike Tyson if you won. I put my name in a raffle, so I said if I'm going to smoke weed, I might as well smoke it with Mike right? Tyson my first time. So I didn't win it, so I didn't get a chance to smoke. So uh, oh, like maybe next time. Yeah, next time. But, uh, yeah, I was there. It was like a project. Uh, I got a friend working on a project called the Coach Hillin' Project. It's right next to Tyson's Ranch. So Coach Hillin' Project is like a 160-acre cannabis farm where they're going to put like their own uh, cannabis bank on there or a resort. Uh, all these different growth facilities. I mean, it's it's crazy what they're doing out there in Coachella, and, uh, in California. So I've uh, been looking at you know some things out there with them and trying to do some things. So uh, with the cannabis and the hemp CBD hemp, so growing that. So uh,
0: yeah, I was uh, gonna ask what's what's bigger or more profitable? Is it the CBD or is it the THC uh, plant side? You know what I mean? Like, a-
1: it's just just uh, in my opinion, it's the hemp. Most people think cannabis, but <clears throat> Uh, hemp is more profitable because you don't have to do as many things. Yeah, that's as what far I meant. As that's what I meant
0: CBD. The CBD or the THC. Yeah, the hemp. Hemp's yeah, more profitable.
1: Yeah, you don't have to do as much with that. You you do know, a lot like, more with with it too. Yeah, you can do a lot more with it. Cannabis has a lot of restrictions uh, with it, and so uh, the hemp is pretty much you can sell it everywhere, and um, you know it's about the market's about to open up. So it got a good three to five year run on the CBD hemp before you know it it starts to go down but uh, i think it's more money
0: in him yeah i think yeah or whatever it is i just wanted to hurry up and get here do you know when do you know how it's going to work missouri how people can get it yeah it means like what's like how do you even because it's legal now how do i go get my card
1: uh so you have to have like a prescription of some sort to say you've diagnosed with something and so you take whatever you've been diagnosed with to a doctor who gives the evaluation for You go these to your cards. normal doctor
0: or do you have to go to a special doctor?
1: You go to your doctor to oh. get whatever uh illness you might have. So you might have, you know, epilepsy or whatever it may be. But at the end of like fourteen different things, cancer, diabetes, headaches. Uh I don't migraines. Think headaches, I don't think those, but it's up to the doctor's discretion. Yeah. And so at the end of it, it's like doctor's discretion. So if he's like, okay, your stomach hurt, well I might be able to prescribe you this cannabis. You know, so the doctor can say, Okay, i was prescribe you this. You take it to another physician who can uh, give you the card. So he looks at whatever it is 15 minute, you know, uh, evaluation. You get your card, uh, and then you're off to the races to get where you need to get to. So
0: so I have to go to a different physician, though? Uh huh. Because there's only certain doctors going to be prescribing. So I have to figure out which. Physician, that is, uh-huh. is there a list somewhere we can find? Uh, there's, there's like, how us, do you know?
1: There's some people around town that's, uh, you know, doing some pre pre evaluations, and so it'll be, uh, right now you're not gonna be able to get a good product anyway till 2020.
0: So, um, oh, wow, how come? Oh, wait, it's only 2019 now, that's yeah, next 2019, year, 2019,
1: so it was next year, and so with the law, how a state house regulated is, uh, the applications for either growing, uh, dispensaries and extraction and manufacturing uh, the application is due in August they'll make decisions on who gets these licenses in December and so once you get this license in December say I'm got a cultivation facility I can start growing that day if I have a facility, but a lot of people aren't going to build a facility not knowing if they're going Until to they have the not. license or not. And so you oh, might you're, be ahead of, at, you're way ahead of the game. So you might be looking at four or five different months before you actually got a product to be put in the dispensary. And so you're looking at mid-2020 before you can actually get products inside these dispensaries to use, you know, for your medical purposes.
0: So we got a year and a half till?
1: Yeah, yeah, about a year. Well, about a year.
0: Oh yeah, I guess it is the yeah. fourth month. Yeah, by right. Are yeah. we what are January, February, March, April. Are we in April?
1: Yeah, we're in April. Right, beginning of April. Yeah,
0: it's only a year. Yeah, about. I've gone thirty nine. Yeah, <laughs> right. So what's, what's <laughs> one more year? What's one more year? One yeah,
1: more year. What's
0: more year ducking the law? Yeah, happy fortieth. Yeah. Thanks.
1: Yeah, bringing bringing a birthday illegal.
0: I, yeah, I ain't looking forward to that. Right. Yeah. Not at all. I need to start eating better. I need to start growing some vegetables. Well, I guess I do grow. I, I like to grow outside though, just 'cause it's that's just all I know. Yeah, T- I till think. a little spot. Get okay. I buy I buy plants from Sutherland's when they mm-hmm. have them on sale, and just pop them in there. Get some peppers and tomato. I like salsa. That's what I that's what I do.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: A little pico de gallo. Yeah. That's what I'm all about.
1: Uh, cilantro, onions, peppers. Yeah. I grew Tomatoes. peanuts. I
0: grew peanuts one year. Yeah, never grew peanuts. That was fun. I was every year. I always try to do something different. Tomatillos.
1: I had some of those last year.
0: I like salsa verde. Throw those in there. Do you guys grow basically every every vegetable? Or are there some that just don't do well with the aquaponics?
1: Uh. we we do mostly or some more
0: profitable than others and you just go towards that or like how do you choose what you want to grow or
1: we do more leafy greens with aquaponics uh we grow a lot of stuff outdoors so we do all our fruit plants like our tomatoes our peppers uh watermelons eggplants things like that outdoors okay Uh, mostly indoors is all pretty much uh leafy greens
0: mustard greens uh collard greens lettuce
1: a lot of lettuce uh cabbage uh, not so much cabbage, um, spinach, uh, some collards, uh, basil, do a lot of basil indoors. So those are our primarily, primary, uh, vegetables indoors. Right. Yeah. Huh.
0: I'm really curious about the CBD things or not the, the, the cannabis things. Yeah. The, so canna- the, the
1: cannabis thing. Uh, and so, it's a lot of people going to be applying. It's about 400 yeah. people. To are you, got,
0: Are you? I, I assume that you're going to kind of transition at least some of your stuff over to that well, or not all a, of it? Or?
1: Not, not at 29th and Wabash. We're right in the middle of a residential uh, area. So okay. I'd have to have a guard tower. You know what I mean? Absolutely. i grow it there. Nonstop. Yeah, the plus I'm, I'm close to a church, so you have to have you know a 1,000 feet from a church. and Oh, it does? So, yeah, so they have these different rules regulations for zoning. So, sure. Uh, I couldn't do it there, plus I'm a nonprofit, so I don't want to mix my nonprofit with this stuff we're doing there because there's a lot of kids that come yeah. by. Yeah. That makes and sense. Tours and things of that nature. So this is a total separate entity that I'm getting into with the cannabis. So it's just will
0: that be aquaponics though? Your canna- the cannabis is that what you want to do?
1: Yeah, we're looking at doing the cannabis and even hemp and aquaponics. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing them both, you know, it grows a little faster. You have a organic product, and so we're trying to start off the, the back with doing certified organic aquaponics. Right. Doing cannabis and hemp. Uh, so there's a lot of misinformation about about CBD. Period. And even with cannabis, they have all these different chemicals put inside that help grow and stuff. And so we're trying to grow it naturally without those different inputs. And then again, you have some ways where these chemicals are getting to the waterways, and so you have to have like an environmental plan when you're growing, uh, you know, a cultivation license because they gotta figure out what you're gonna do with all this different wastewater, and they don't they don't want it to go down like the sewers and things of that nature. So
0: yeah, that makes sense.
1: Makes it you know it's a lot of stuff that goes into growing cannabis
0: so is it overwhelming at all like what you're like the whole everything is overwhelming at all or you're just like yeah we got this no big deal
1: not really it's just uh work you know what i mean just work day to day i mean if you want to get something done it requires some kind of input to be put in so yeah that's how i see it you know it can be overwhelming but you know just life that's life in general you know i don't i don't ever complain about it just something needs to be done and I, i just go ahead and do it
0: you haven't had any real issues with cops, like trying to or anybody kind of messing with you, no at you all. Know, because just, I, they know, uh,
1: not so, no, because I mean I do a lot of stuff in the community, so I'm not like promoting cannabis, and I'm not I don't smoke weed, I don't right. sell it, and so uh, I got a mentoring program with kids, and so I don't I don't have those issues uh you know they just come i guess if you're
0: open and honest and everybody knows then
1: yeah you know so i have no issues with with people uh assuming different things like i said i don't smoke i don't promote it uh it's just one of those things where uh it's beneficial it's healing people Mm -hmm. you know so there's there's medicinal benefits of this stuff uh even the cbd so especially
0: the cbd that stuff is fire
1: yeah so my mother has like bad back pain so she has to use like a machine or a heating pad to go to sleep you know at night because her back hurts so bad and so I had a friend in Oregon who had a product and so he said hey use some of this cream the CBD cream right and she put the cream on her and so now she's sleeping better she don't have that same back pain and so I know this is something that she's been you know dealing with for years and now so all of a sudden have the CBD cream that can help her sleep better you know it's like yeah. you know this is the this is the healing power that this plant been having that has been outlawed for, you know, uh, 70-something years. You know, yeah. they've known that this plant had all these healing plant these powers, and they just figure out ways to, to criminalize it and make money off of it. So.
0: William Randolph Hearst. Yeah. Yeah, and DuPont. Yeah, we have yeah those.
1: A, a big story there, yeah, mm-hmm. a long time ago.
0: Yeah, those are the two assholes we got to blame for <laughs> for it being illegal. It didn't even have to do with the drugs. It was the hemp part that they were against. Yeah which is crazy. Politics, yeah. man. Like it's it ruins everything, right?
1: Yeah, every everything is political, you know, so you Global warming,
0: like you're you're obviously a little passionate about is is extremely political. Which is insane to me that science mm-hmm. science is turned political.
1: Yeah, I mean everything is political because there has to be policies in place. You have to vote on these policies and vote these people in to vote on these policies and so everything you do is political whether you wanna believe it or not. Yes, yeah. and, and it's unfortunate. I hate politics but you it's have to worst. be involved in it in some way, shape or form to shape some of the things that needs to take place. You know, so I'm down at the Capitol you know, meeting with the lieutenant governor, the senator, and state rep, there, talking to them about my project, what I'm trying to do. You know, trying to advocate for more equity for minorities to get in inside. You know, uh-huh. let my voice be heard, speaking for the people that wants to get involved but have no idea how to get into it. Sure. Uh, and so, you know, trying to create that pathway for them to 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 have a uh, some kind of say or opportunity to get in this field.
0: Who's against you?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: Really? I yeah, mean, you're no. you're not meaning any kind of opposition or. Uh,
1: no, not not really. Uh, you know, uh, I do so many different things where it's hard to 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 talk. They might have you know different opinions about it, but as far as against me, it's like I'm doing so much. Where how can you talk bad about somebody's mentoring kids? And oh no, no,
0: it. I meant like the political the political side when you're going in there like kind of talking about about. Just the CBD or just the, the hemp and the cannabis stuff. Like who there's certain there have to be some people that are against seeing that. I don't, I don't know. Or I at don't, one point there were. Or I, I don't I don't know uh who those people are. Okay. And I go in and speak
1: my piece, and I'm like I'm not going back and forth with them. I just say my piece. I show up and I uh, advocate for what I'm advocating for. Mm-hmm. Now when they start to vote on different things, that's when you see the opposition is okay. uh, who voted against whatever uh-huh. you know was up there, whatever bill was written. Uh, but other than that I don't I'm not for sure who's actually against it because I'm not, you know, that much engaged in figuring out who's on what side and who's not on the other side. So right. I just try to stay in tune on people who's on the same page and meet those people there where
0: uh, you know, to to push forward. How can people kind of if people wanna get involved more with uh with your mentorship, like your program to the aquaponics like you, you earlier saying they can donate like can people donate time and well or is, it, is money the biggest thing you want or is like what kind of things can people do to help yeah the men, the mentoring piece you know we we pretty cool on a mentoring
1: really you know we just have our group of guys yeah. who just teaches boys we use our own money to, to to uh for our program so we don't get received grants for anything for our boys we pretty much self-sufficient and wanted to teach Is it all them. boys or are there any it's girls? All, it's all boys. It's called males to men.
0: Oh, that's right, males to men. Yeah. I remember when I first saw that, I was like, "Yeah, I thought you, I thought, I thought something completely different."
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. You know, you run some kind of gigolo service. or I something I didn't think like that. that. Yeah. I was, I thought it was more
0: <laughs> of, yeah, it's not quite that, but I thought it was more of taking like from gents to gentlemen. Yeah. Or, or wait, wait, wait. What was that MTV one? From from g's to gents. Yeah, I thought it was something more like that kind of taking player dude, like just not <laughs> kind of you know what I mean, like yeah, and just turn them into more gentlemen, more. Yeah, uh,
1: it just you know everybody's born a male, but that don't mean you're a man. You Got know? that right, you know. And so, yeah. uh that's that's what we're trying to teach. Them. Like you're born a male, but that don't mean you're gonna necessarily be a man. Mm-hmm. And you have some males that's you know, fifty years old is not men, you know. And our mission is to raise strong, conscious, productive young men reestablish accountable and productive leadership in a community and so that's our mission we try to live by and have the voice of hey you have to be accountable and uh, respectful of uh, whatever decisions you, you make in life right you know and uh, that's what being a man is just being accountable and responsible for those decisions and so that's that's our main thing in teaching these boys
0: it's awesome that they have a, a man like you teaching them that's actually doing that and that you have that they have an actual, Role model, like you're not just some dude speaking it. I mean, they look at you, and they see you going to China, almost smoking weed with Tyson for the first <laughs> time. They see you doing all this stuff. It must be really cool for them to actually see it working and seeing, seeing an actual work, like in progress. Like, holy cow, not only is this – he, he's not just talking a game. He's actually doing it. That must – well, it's,
1: you know, when you win something, it's like growing up with, like, you know, somebody who's doing, like, your father might be rich or something. You're, you're used to it. And so they don't really understand the impact of what we're doing. Uh-huh. Collectively, even with the program, they don't understand what we're doing. In the, the, like, you know, last week we went out and picked up trash in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so we picked up trash in a four-block radius over maybe 20-some bags of trash. Wow. And so they didn't see the impact of them pushing up, picking up trash where – You know, they just learned the week before that people from Tanzania, kids from Tanzania Africa was watching the Facebook and seeing some of the things we're doing. And so I have a lot of friends and people that watch from all over the world on what we're doing, and so – uh, they see some things that we're doing so they don't understand the impact of what they're doing is being watched around the world and the globe and so they don't know the impact they're actually doing. Even with the aquaponics, where we have people come from all over the place. They just see it as a place where we're growing fish and we got goats and X, Y, and Z because yeah, just, yeah. it's normal to them. Right. You know, but they don't see the impact the total impact on what we're actually doing because they're actually in it. Right. You know? and so it's hard for them to see, you know, exactly what we're doing. So
0: it's just normal to them. Right that's kind of cool though i mean you want that to be normal
1: yeah i mean uh, it should be normal you know so uh uh, everybody should be doing it
0: i want to do it yeah let's go i got a hundred gallon fish tank (laughs) well that's a start (laughs) that's a start (laughs) give me a few tilapia how about some bass can i throw some bass in there you can
1: throw some bass in there (laughs) some catfish you know some crappie
0: really yeah it just really doesn't matter what fish just no, any just
1: yeah any fish that you know any fresh as, water fish as I guess. as the waters uh you can you can grow the fish you can do aquaponics uh can't do a salt water right uh, uh fish because of the plants but other than that yeah yeah fresh water yep
0: man i'm impressed with you man you're a big uh a what was i gonna say a big piece of kansas city it seems like like a, mm. an, an integral part i mean in that at least in certain pockets i mean like so, my podcast is. I I love I love Kansas City. Like mm-hmm. I love just getting people in here that are doing shit for the city. Right. I like I want to support every every Kansas City person that's doing something that I believe in, and it's just cool to see pe- you guys. And it, you're obviously a, a. I don't know, man. Kansas City is lucky to have you. I speak for Kansas City. I don't know if you know that or not, but uh-huh. I do.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. You know, uh, I don't seem. To, I, don't, I don't ever think about those things. I just do the work, you know, and that's it. Um, I'm, I don't need a pat on the back. I just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I'm just, just focused on accomplishing whatever it is next is in front of me. So
0: Yeah, that's the impressive thing, is just the the humility, you know, you're just a humble badass. That's your nickname, humble badass. I'm yep. gonna make a t shirt. I'm gonna sell it for you and give you all the profits for uh thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. I'll
1: give you the link.
0: All right, I will put the link on there. Uh Dre Taylor, you're a man, you're a man's man. How can people t- lay it all now, out there? How people can help you out and just find you? Here's a little spot for you, just to pimp what you want, like yeah, make pimp it easy. Yeah. You know? Uh, uh.
1: Now Valley Aquaponics, N I L E Valley Aquaponics. You can Google that, and you probably find like ten pages on different things we've been doing haven't read 90% of that stuff, you know, and so, uh, I don't usually read those things or, you know, podcasts, or probably won't listen to it once it's done, because I was here. Me neither. And so, uh. <laughs> That's how I look at it. I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, no offense, I just, I just don't, you know. No,
0: I wouldn't expect people to. Very, yeah. A very few people listen to their own podcast when they're on here.
1: Yeah, so, uh, maybe it's something I need to start doing, I had to critique myself when I'm in these positions, but, uh, uh. Yeah, I don't want do it, but, yeah, nowvalleyaquaponics.com. You can go on Google, find that. Uh, that's our website, nowvalleyaquaponics.com, uh, or, like I said, uh, Google it, and you find different things that come up about the project, see some of the cool things we're doing, some innovative things we're doing with the uh, uh, co-op, Kansas City Urban Farm Co-op uh, in Swole Park. And so, uh, yeah, you can find us online out there uh kansas city the city of kansas city just posted a casey moore magazine that's floating around in different community centers you can read about the projects and they did a real good write-up and uh have some kids from the neighborhood that was on the cover that helps out that the greenhouse cool. so now they're famous you know? yeah right <laughs> so now they're famous and so uh you know, those are kids that have been helping out from day one. So when we was building a greenhouse, they was up on one of the levels because I have multiple multiple levels where we grow vegetables on top of our fish tank. So our, our levels where we grow vegetables like nine feet tall in the air. So we have different levels on which we grow. And so they was up on one of the levels. Two brothers hammering. Yeah. You know, when we first started, and they're still with me today. Cool. You know, working. So uh, you know, they're building with me. They've been there every step of the way, like I said. So we just try to. Uh, you know be the example set the example we want to see you know so mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of strong people who's around me who supports me who uh want to see
0: this thing grow and so like you must said, have a strong circle to kind of yeah keep you going like strong, this. strong
1: small circle keep a small circle you got know? to so, right uh, you know everybody's humble but these are people who's community minded who want to do for the community and don't ask for stuff we just just do the work man let's go out and just do the work you know, right. so that's what we're about
0: just doing this work you're part of the solution I'm trying to be I thank you so much for being here man appreciate like, you having me yeah this was yeah I've, I got a lot to think about now this was a really thought-provoking podcast for me yeah I appreciate you man no problem alright we are out of here guys peace out <laughs>